Yeah, it's going to be his time to shine. Jamal Murray for president. I mean, he's from Canada, so he can't be president. But you understand what I'm saying. In Orlando, he's going to scorch everything. He almost got elected in the offseason. Coronavirus hit, and the internet was ready to just throw him right up there. Into the NBA's Mount Rushmore after that tape drop. <laughs> hey, listen, man, you can't. That is not the only thing. Jamal Murray like torched the Spurs. Do you remember that sequence where he no, it, like not at all. No, you don't remember. The it? only Jamal Murray sequence I remember is the one that I saw on my phone. That's come on, man. <laughs> what are y'all doing? I mean, to be fair, <laughs> if he really was burning, she would have said something. Her mouth was full, but she probably would. Hey, hey, whoa, timeout, flat on the play, hot damn. <laughs> All right, so one, I didn't actually watch the tape. I watched like a, a brief snippet, and I was like, "Nah, like that's my." Can we stop calling it a tape? It was a clip that happened to be online. That's not a tape. Like the that's Kim Kardashian thing was a tape. It was a weird. Clip. So we just say sex tape because it flows better. But it wasn't even a tape though. It was literally like a mini, like a sex sampler. I don't know what they call it. Tape it, just seems. He said, tape seems like super. It was efficient. an appetizer. Sex story trailer. Meal. <laughs> six, yeah. six trailer. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just, yeah. but yeah, so I didn't actually watch it. I, I don't know when, but I stopped watching sex tapes. <laughs> Unless the person who released it said it's cool, in which case I'll do whatever I want. Come on, Murray's girlfriend did not say it was cool. It's exactly. She specifically yeah. said it wasn't cool. Has so I was like, anybody well, besides Kim Kardashian said it was cool? Mm. I don't I think even think she said cool. it. Hmm? There's a difference between saying it's cool and caking off of it. Yeah, I guess that's what I mean. That's fair. Or of being suspected of leaking it yourself, or the, like the other, or having it stolen from you and put out there to where you were just giving up nod on the ground. So Tim won't watch it or the Twitter. Any of the many reasons that we just listed. Yeah, if Jamal Murray or his girl comes out and was like, "Hey, we released that shit. I'm trying to get my All Star votes up. I thought this would help. Then I'll go watch it." I will vote for Jamal Murray 2020. Well, I'll vote for Jamal Murray's girlfriend. I guess he gets those votes for the All-Star yeah, I mean, game. I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, then he's not married. He, I don't know Canada's rules. It's going to be really wild when like this turns out like the Russell Wilson situation. And he's married to another chick with two kids like four years from now. Oof. Go get him. <laughs> well, maybe that's why she was putting in the work she was doing. She didn't want to get Russell Wilson. <laughs> fair. He was uh I don't know why I know this, but he was in I don't know, one of them chicks that's on Love and Hip Hops. He was liking and sent a message and everybody was like, hmm. Pick one. I don't know. Erica Mina. Other Erica. I don't know their names. There's uh, more than one Erica? I don't know. I feel like there's several Ericas. Every time I hear something, it's Erica. Um, and I don't hear much. Japan's different. I'm really out of loop, man. Everything happens while I'm sleeping. It's not a bad thing. There's a lot of terrible bad things happening. So, oh no, I get all that still. Yeah, I get, I get yeah. all that because it comes to me. But uh, anyway, welcome. Skip that part. To the, <laughs> skip which part? The intro? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> skip the uh, catching up on all the bad things that happen while you're sleeping. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's not do that. So, as I was going to say. Welcome to the Triangle Nonsense Podcast. We are here once again. I am Timothy Ruff, a.k.a. TR Paper Sacks, BKA. I got no BKAs today. I'm going to just be me. Next to me, not actually, we have Charles, a.k.a. the Charles Father, a.k.a. the Chuck Father. Um, 
What's up, everybody? Super high energy today, <laughs> full of vitality. <laughs> Next to him, not actually, we have Marcus, a.k.a. Questile, BKA. Y'all spelling y'all name wrong. Boom, we in here doing this once again. And we are here to finally sort out the fact that Jada Kiss is the best rapper from 2000 to 2010 when we only consider two other rappers. It's going to be Jada Kiss versus Fabulous versus Jay-Z. This is completely even. No one has a leg up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Hell of an intro, buddy. Hell of an intro. Yeah. yeah. You keep yeah. hoping. Yeah, I am. I, this We're good. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. This is fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's real, so, though. Yeah. Who got kicked off last week? As a recap, last week was Pusha T, Yep. Fiasco and uh-huh. Joseph Button. Joe Button got kicked off because Charles did not pick Dumb Out the way he was supposed to, or Six Minutes to Death, or the Broken Wings freestyle, or the Russian Roulette freestyle. I went through a lot of other Joe songs. After yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had did way too much time. I did the same. I felt terrible. I'm not gonna lie. And some of those <laughs> were on my list. So, uh, <laughs> so because you lost your guy last week, you get to pick the order this week. How would you like us to proceed? Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't really got it this week. A lot of stuff going on. Um, I kind of want to go first and kind of just figure it out from there. Um, so, um, I think I'm going to go first. Um, I mean, I have we'll, to go last, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, did you go last, last time? Nope. I went last, last time. Do you go, you do you go last the first week? No, I went in the middle of the first week. I went first the first week, so I haven't been last yet. So did I go last the first week? I think so. Then I go so, first. I'm pretty sure I was M. M was first. Okay, and then Marcus went first last week. Yeah, first week went M, then Luda, and then... Okay, in that case, uh, yeah, in that case, yeah, I'll definitely go first this week since I haven't done it yet, so that's fine. And then we'll All let... Right. Um, um, you haven't been last yet? Nope. Okay, well then, Marcus, you can go second, and Tim, you can go last. That's fine. Huzzah! This podcast is stronger on... Equal opportunity than I thought it was going to be. You know I mean? Yeah, I mean, I was very certain I wanted to run through mine because I didn't feel great about this all week before I even got to the point. So, but after I did it, I felt better. But just it was it was a hard week in general. But I did print out all of you guys' lyrics. I didn't get the chance to read them all, but I printed them out. So I, I did not do that. I'm pretty you know all of the words that I picked. So well, I print I printed them off because I didn't have a chance to like really go through the songs the way I wanted to. So I wanted to have a chance to come look at them this afternoon, and then I came home and had a migraine. So I've been on the couch. So, but we're going we're going to do the damn thing. Also, a fabulous song, but we'll go there. So yeah. Anyway, I um this week am representing um fabulous. F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S for all you people that couldn't learn how to spell that word because of that. Um, And so, yeah, what do I have for Fabulous? I've got three tracks from Fab. Um, The songs that I picked for Fabulous, let me not mix them up with the songs that I picked from from Marcus. Um, We'll start with the beginning. Um, I picked Throwback from the Street Dreams album. Um, I went with this song because... Very sports referencey. Um, you could kind of say this song gave way to people going super dumb with the sports references because um, people mentioned it before, but kind of after this song came out, it became really kind of simple. And even though um, I really appreciated the 
it, it takes a lot to come up with that many sports references across the board to the point of annoyance, honestly. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot. Yeah. He goes was, wall to wall. Yeah. Just it, sports references. He literally went wall to wall, all sports references. Um, I'm going to highlight some of the ones that I kind of particularly enjoyed because all of them aren't great, but, and some of them are reaches, but, and let me, got to go to the good old handy dandy phone here to pick those out. So, the two that I highlight that I felt were really kind of strong were Rock the Trailblazer Warm Up. I'm sorry, let me start it correctly. I marked Charles from San Diego with the bolts on my shoulder. We're referencing San Diego Chargers. Rock the Trailblazer Warm Up because Portland gets colder. Um, has anybody ever been to Portland? I'm just, I, I've heard it's cold there, but never really been to Portland. Um, I've been. Seattle yeah, was chilly, so I, I'll <laughs> yeah. say Portland's cold, I guess. Um, I was in Portland in the summer. It wasn't cold. I was. Is, is, any, is anywhere in America cold in the summer? Well, I can't talk to you about being cold because you think above below 60 degrees is cold. Fact. Fact. <laughs> Dog. Just quick side note. We're recording this thing at 1030 at night, and I just walked outside, and I thought it was noon. It is way too hot outside. Miami and shit. Mans was complaining about being cold in San Diego, fam. Yeah, he was. like it's not like everybody. Everybody else was living the weather. He's like, let me get my hoodie. Oh, <laughs> let me get. Yeah, I need a light jacket. What's my windbreak? <laughs> yeah. Um. So the rest of that verse goes, and when I'm in the, and then the pimps get jealous when I'm on the floor at the forum in the MPLS. So a couple of good references there. The forum is to LA's old arena, and the MPLS is LA's old jerseys from when they were Minnesota Lakers and not the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, the other verse that I pointed out there was um, in New Jersey, I got the Nets on that you can bet on. In D.C., I couldn't pull it without the bullets. When I stop in Atlanta, I can't talk too long. The birds know I got the Falcons or the Hawks on. The Peach Tampa Bay don't hit too often. Not even Miami can take the heated offense. So that's like a whole lot of sports references kind of squeezed in the one. He references, obviously, the Nets being Jersey team, even though that since they've moved to Brooklyn, which I have a comment about that later. Um, in DC, I couldn't pull it without the bullets. I pulled that one specifically as a shout out to Q with Yo. being a great team. They have one of the hardest jerseys out there. And then the birds know I got the Falcons or a Hawks on. I never even thought about the fact that the Hawks and the Falcons were both teams that were birds and happened to be in Atlanta as well. Yeah. <laughs> kind of interesting. <laughs> like I never put that, I never went around and thought about that too. And then, the Peach Tampa Bay don't hit the street too often. Of course, the Creamsicle Bucks jersey is one of the hardest jerseys in the game as well. And then the Niamh Miami could take the heat of Dolphins. He mentions, manages to bring that soul circle with the Miami Heat and the Miami Dolphins at the same time. So, yeah, I just kind of, again, a lot of sports references. He kind of got really creative with how he tried to link them all together, especially with ones from the whole town. So um, there's a couple other verses in there. Again, it's a lot. It's could be considered overkill, but I just thought the wordplay was very tricky as he just particularly only used sports references to make his puns. And kind of what Fabulous came to be known for, for good or for bad, was just making those puns even when you kind of felt like they were necessary. So, yeah, that's throwback. Um, You guys have any thoughts? Sure. Got a few, but I'll let Marcus go first. <laughs> I mean, I thought, one, just historically speaking, it's kind of interesting to just look back at an era that is gone now yeah super dead, <laughs> <Yes>. super dead. <laughs> and remember i had i think freshman year of college i had like a uh trailblazers bill walton throwback 
That sounds right. Like, like it's yeah, <laughs> completely right. That's a lot. I mean, it's actually kind of funny. I go through it and I still have some of these like that Ozzy Smith Cardinals definitely have that in my closet right now. But uh, it's besides all the sports references, there's just not a lot of meat for fab. It's just sports references and no like cohesive path through the song. Yeah, I yeah, I felt kind of the same. I was like, the references are cool. And I get uh, you did this one first, but when you get into the other songs, I think this one has the best flow of all the songs that you put, where he's actually like going and, and riding the rhythm and blah blah blah. But yeah, I mean, he had those joints that you put out, but then he also had like they love me in Cleveland. Every time I travel there, I'm in the Indians or the Cavaliers. It's like I, I guess yeah, that works. Sure, yeah. Like there's a lot. I feel like sixty percent of the joints are just like I go to this city. Here's the team that they have. When I hit Minnesota, that kid from Brooklyn where the Vikings are the Timberlands from Garnett's rookie year. <laughs> it's like, cool. Yeah. City. Yeah. Teams. Got it. But I like the flow of this song. Like his that ability was definitely displayed. But as far as the lyricism, he had some joints, but it wasn't super impressive to me. OK, no, that's reasonable. I think this song kind of I think when he and I can't obviously I wasn't in the studio with him. When I hear this song, I definitely think making the sports references was kind of the route he chose to go with it. So mm-hmm. he didn't get too deep with making the puns and references because the sports were the lean, the thing he leaned on. Like if you make a song called throwback, everybody kind of knows the gist you're going with. So you don't have to get that thorough. Does it? I, I agree. I, I understand what you guys are saying and I agree with what you guys are saying, but I just, I don't actually think that was the reason what he was going for with this song too. But yeah, yeah. but I that's, a, fair, that's, on- that's right. a fair critique though. Agreed. Cause I don't disagree with you at all with that. With the song that you're doing, yeah, it's like, especially when it's uh, not a gimmick song, but like when it's this kind of song, like the point is to just reference as many sports teams as possible, that's going to happen. It's like yeah. uh, when Saigon did letter P, like it's only going to be so witty when I can yeah, only use right. the letter P or when uh, Papoose did the whole alphabet, right? Alphabet when that, that's exactly what yeah, I thought like, about too. There's only, you can only do so much when you have to do the each letter and the it's impressive because you can do each letter or you can put in every sports team just for what we're talking about but it's yeah. still legit still legit do you think that and i know you, you mentioned this before where you kind of felt that you really enjoy his flow on this song do you think his flow worked better because he didn't have to go too deep with like the meat with the stuff based I've kinda, on go ahead because i kind of felt that when i was going through his his songs in general like there's not a lot of meat to his verses, but his flow kind of varied based on how comfortable he was in the lane he was in. Like in this particular song, that's all stuff he's comfortable with. So it's easy for him to ride the beat a little bit better than on some of the other songs where he may have been, the, the wordplay may have been more crisp, even though it's not necessarily on one single solitary topic. Yeah. I mean, okay. I think listening to his other songs, like the other songs that you even put in, he's more punchline So it's the flow isn't as. On those songs, the flow isn't as tight because I feel like he's trying to get the punchline in. So he's yeah. just like set up, set up, set up, punch, set up, set up, set up, punch. And it's I got to put in whatever I got to put in to get to this punch. The punches are hard. But on this, it's just, you know, he's just it's just body blows. It. Just yeah, it's just said, yeah, he's going with it, riding it. And, you know, that's so, yeah, I definitely think it varies depending on what you're trying to do. But I do think yeah. there is a skill in being able to combine the two where you can have that very tight flow to the verse and then also have the punches in it, which I think 
Nah, never mind. I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to play my hand early. I forgot Push is still in this joint. We'll be quiet. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So, um, Q, do you have anything else before I go to my second song? Nah, you can hit up number two. All right. Number two is from one of my favorite mixtapes of this era, maybe even all time. There is no competition, too. Um, oh, that's a. I said my favorite. I didn't say best. I just said one of my favorites. So Yeah. But, I just think the favorite there. Oh man, dude, I love I love this whole series. Like the first and the second. The third is kinda eh, but the first two I thought were really solid. Cause I mean Fab was really the first up north guy to really do gangster grills. And so it kind of set it off for a bunch of other people. And not that many people did it after Fab, honestly, but as far as New York rapper styles in general. But anyway, I digress. So um yes. Go ahead. Nothing. <laughs> you were uh, talking about the that there is no competition. I didn't know this was this early because two of my favorite fab verses are off one of them. So I was just saying which one it was. And then I realized you could have picked them. And I was like, thank God he didn't pick them because I love those yeah. verses. But go ahead. Um, so the song I picked, and I was kind of torn because I knew I wanted to use a few songs off of this one, but I felt really weird if I would have gone like three songs off of this one album. So I didn't. So I just picked this one for this round. If if Fab happens to advance, then I'll go with a different one for next round, probably more than likely. So, but yeah. Anyway, I love this mixtape. The song I went with is um, "I'm Raw." Um, there's a couple of lewd references here. Um, I picked this one because I did like his flow more on this song than some of the other ones. But um, the verses I picked, I picked two specific verses. Um, "I'm Raw Dog," you y'all safe sex. You dicks belong in latex, not in tape decks. You can't see me neither. Call the Neither can the flunkies under you. My shit bananas like the monkey number two. Um, then the other verse I picked was, I'm bigger than that more gorilla though. Nickname funeral got this from the killer flow. Everything's still a go. My pockets be extra fat. Big money on deck like A-Ross next it back. Again, we kind of just had the discussion about Fab. Um, you can kind of hear the punchlines. The verses are very much late. Even what he chooses to rhyme with are late to kind of make sure you hit the punches for this particular verse. So that's why I went with those two verses for this song. Um, there's some other ones in here that are not as together. Like the beginning of this song is I'm raw. So a nigga ain't, ain't here. Nigga out cook me. It's suspect it's our killer with girl scout cookies. Kind of cringe, but I hurt that a little bit. Not going to lie, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but the entire it, it, go ahead. still accurate. No lies detected. It's all I'm saying. I mean, yeah. yeah no, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's not inaccurate at all, but it's like, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, yeah. do you have any thoughts about that song after y'all heard it? Uh, that joint was tough. Go ahead, Marcus. I'll let you go first. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much on it. I mean, it was fun. I, there were a couple of bars that I picked out that would be that I thought were creative, and I always have beef with a Rod lyrics. Yeah, yeah, I figured that. Would Why be. do you have beef with a Rod lyrics? <laughs> Um, <laughs> because his time in New York was marked by complete and total failure. So I find it funny when, like, New York rappers reference him. Like, yeah, I get paid for doing absolutely nothing that yeah. I I could do. I'm like, all right, that's a weird bar in retrospect, but cool. At the time, I bet it was hot. It just doesn't age well. It's so interesting to me, like, even listening to some of the other people, like, A-Rod was such a polarizing figure, and then he happened to be on that 0-9 team that happened to win the World Series. So, for a lot of, like, 
non-baseball people, it kind of legitimized everything that he went through. And all the baseball people were looking around at him and was like, think of what? <laughs> yeah. So I am one of those non-baseball people. I was about to be like, was A-Rod that bad? I know he didn't live up to the contract, but was he like trash when he was out there? He wasn't. Tr- so that particular year, he was serviceable. That particular okay. year. But it, all right. You also have to put it in perspective too. Like A-Rod got a stupid big contract and got yeah. hurt. Like stupid young, big. he was the first stupid big contract. That I know. He got an But then he ended up when he fault. went to the Yankees, he switched positions to make it mm. work. And mm. like mm. people's like playing third base is not easy. Not at all. Like playing shortstop's not easy either. But clearly with Derek Jr.'s a shortstop on the team, like you gotta you have you you don't get the choice. So like yeah, I think, but I think like, Yeah, go ahead. And he didn't make himself very nah. with all that steroid stuff either. I think that should be mentioned too. Like he was kind of thick about it all. That I understand. Like, his public persona I get being trash when he was out there. I just didn't know if he was bad as a baseball player. I mean, he signed a 10-year, $275 <laughs> million dollar deal. Mm-hmm. So anything less than, like, coming down from the skies and touching children to heal them was going to be a failure. That and was going to player- when you started that, by the way. Thank you for adding that. I was like, whoa, time out. <laughs> anything less than Brian <laughs> was going to be right. a failure, basically. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a quarter of a billion dollars. Yeah. It, it's also, hard to live up to that. There's no one that would not sign that deal. I don't care what you're paying me to <laughs> do. I'm signing the paper. <laughs> so here's the interesting thing about A-Rod, and this is completely off subject. Like, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You definitely signed that deal, right? But you try and like live up to it. Like A Rod would have a bad game and then like fly to Miami that same night and go <laughs> hang out on the beach for three days and then fly back and be like, I'm back, y'all. And they're like, wait, you went one for five. And he was like, Yeah, that's Miami money, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is why A Rod was so polarizing in New York. Fair enough. <laughs> it's Fair like, enough. What are you doing? We're out here trying to win titles. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So um, anyway, so my last song I picked was a song off the Loso's Rise of Power mixtape called The Hitman. Um, so I, I I honestly had completely forgot that this mixtape existed until like right before I sent my songs in. And so I just happened to listen through and immediately I first picked this verse because the last was on it. I was like, okay, well, him and Jade are on here and maybe it'll be a good comparison piece. And then I realized Jada only had the hook. <laughs> I was it like, you know to what? Me a couple of times, because you know? <laughs> there's another drink that they're all on. It's the locks and foul. I was like, bet. And then, yeah, Jada's yeah. not actually rapping. And, so, and I was like, and then I listened to the song. I was like, you know what? I still kind of like this verse. So then I was like, okay, well, let me go look at the lyrics. Couldn't find the lyrics anyway. So I actually had to type the lyrics out to the damn song, <laughs> which I did. And so um, his verse isn't long. So I'm just going to read the whole thing real quick it's only like 16 bars so i'm just gonna read through it real quick so niggas might be donnie's but i ain't gonna end up like lefty but trash talk make a nigga end up in the hefty and nigga say f me find them on the fd day or two later they're gonna bury them six ft i'm definitely waiting any day for mason beth b riding through the city and forgot the words tef t take that take that i hear la reed want to death me <laughs> telling me that la mansion in bel-air with jeffrey i'm trying to set some example so I come through one month to give these bitch niggas stomach cramps. They said you got to be the champ to be, be a champ. So anytime I meet a tramp, she become a stamp. So that means I stick her on the corner, green in the jar. You think it's pickles if you want her. I'm not gonna, the last part is him doing the street fitted the thing that I really hate. So <laughs> can you go back and hit the Jeff line there? Yes. 
Um, I'm definitely waiting for a day. Mason Beth B. Riding through the city and forgot to wear his Tef T. Take that, take that. I hear Ellie Reed wanted to death me telling me the mansion in Bel Air with the Jeffrey. Is that the line you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So. Why'd you pick that line? Uh, it, it just, I was looking at the I'm Raw lyrics and he has a Jazzy Jeff lyric in there. And I was like, what yeah. is with this dude? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I you know what? For me, when he said it, I was like, I think he messed up that line. Because doesn't he say the J-E- FF at the end of in that is that the I'm Roger? That's yeah, I'm Raw. Yes, that's exactly that's I'm Raw. I was like, I, I thought he spelled Jeff, but okay. <laughs> Apparently, Fab just loves sitting around watching Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince. <laughs> hey, listen, I feel like the 2000s were full of that. It was like one person would rap about something, and you're like, God damn, everybody watched the same joint. Everybody's referencing the Sopranos or like whatever it is. Everybody just started throwing it in verses, even the A Rod thing, because y'all just oh. talked about it. And when you said that, I was like, Oh, yeah, Joe Button had the that's why I'm seeing what he is because you can't be the man when you're on the same team as Jeter, blah, 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 that whole thing. Even- so it's like, Jay Z, I got a rod numbers. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not that different, except now instead of talking about the same things, they're passing around the same girls. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> so this just changed a little bit. So, and the snow. <laughs> lame Drake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's real. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what what y'all have comments about that verse in particular? I mean, it, I mean, so, it has some lines in it. For sure. Like, he had some lines in. Like, those last two joints, the the last two songs you just did, had, like, punch lines that, like, were easy to pull out when I was listening. I was like, okay. Especially the last one. I think that was my favorite one of the ones that you did. Uh, Not the last one you just did, the one before that, my bad. But yeah, yeah. The flow wasn't there on these two. I feel like, like you said, like he's placing things in a spot yeah. to make punch work. And then sometimes it's not as smooth. But, you know, I also get this how it works. That's one thing I noticed about like on crew joints, he kind of does that. And like he tries to match the tempo of what everybody else is doing instead of sitting back and doing his thing. And it really bugged me. Like there was a few crew joints I listened to and I kind of got that vibe. It's like, no, just wrap your style, man. Like everybody knows your style, wrap your style. And you can kind of tell he's trying to do, he's trying to get the punchline thing in and make it work. And you either got to speed it up or slow it down sometimes. And so that's what I thought. Um, Q, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I think so on this song, he just kind of got lost to me. Yeah. Uh, I heard Jay Hood's verse on this one and like, <laughs> yo, my man went hammer and then Fab started rapping and I was like, yeah, I don't care, Fab. Jay Hood just killed this. <laughs> that was one of the few times Jay Hood actually got re- really got off on a song with everybody else being involved. I'm gonna disagree. Jay no, Hood I'm saying busy. I said um, with every with the rest of the lots. There's not too many songs where all of them were Jay Hood sh- the shiner. That's more of what I'm saying. I'm gonna have to process that because I in my head back then I was like, damn, Jay Hood can rap. Like he can only rap about one thing. Like man, yeah, we're talking but, about. I mean, that. if you do that one thing, the whole thing about they used to say that about Jeezy. Like Jeezy can rap, but it was about the same thing. I mean, I mean, Pusher rapped about the same thing for ten years. I feel kind of dirty mentioning Pusher and Jay Hood in the same lane. I'm not gonna lie. I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Push rapped about what the you're same trying to say. Jay Hood rapped about the same thing. Like, I think, like, yeah, okay. I got guns, guns, gun over there, gun over here, two guns, two on my ribs. Like it's just was, guns. was he the one that said you got two guns, I got two guns, let's have a foursome? Was that Jay Hood? Or was that somebody else? I don't know. I kind of want. I'm gonna see. We got Google. We don't have to wonder. Yeah, I'm going to. Marcus is on, and I saw the light flash. (laughs) But while he's doing that, yeah, I mean, 
I and I I've made I don't know if I've said it on here, but my I have a different perspective on Fab than most people. Uh, I think Fab hit a window where he did a really really good job of representing a style. Like he helped pioneer push forward that style. The Clue mixtapes obviously changed the whole thing, right? But then I felt like Fab kind of like stopped pushing necess- as much. I mean, on mixtapes, he keeps lighting it up because the joints that I liked were Lights Out and I Don't See Nobody. And I think that's from like 2010, which obviously are later in his career. Those are two of my yeah. favorite Fab verses. But yeah. I feel like I and I had to think about it when I was going through everything. I think it was his commercial joints. He didn't have to rap. So he would just kind of put a verse out. And everybody was like, Fab is one of the best. And I'm like, but but that that verse wasn't that good. Because meanwhile, I'm listening to, I don't know, Jada Kiss on his commercial joint, and he's ripping a verse. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and sprinkle a little, sprinkle a little sun in there. Um, and other rappers. I mean, Jay-Z was, you know, obviously it was at the pinnacle of his commercial success, and he was still putting some nasty verses out where I thought Fab kind of did what needed to be done for the song. And Fab has some commercial joints. He has more than I even remembered when I started looking back through his catalog, but that's how I felt about fab. So that fab that fair. you gave us, he can rap, but I don't know. That was just my perspective. No, I think that's a very fair assessment. I think, and I think I say this a lot about people where I have this fab debate with fab coasted for a bit. Yes, And I think that's why it was so like the minute period where like Jay was retired and everybody's trying to figure out the King of New York kind of deal. And nobody mentioned fab because fab spent so much time coasting and relying on the mixtape stuff. And it doesn't help that people say consistently Fab doesn't have a classic album. And so, and I mean, that's, I kind of think that's an overrated trait, but it's true. They're like, but, like but, then you could, but you could make that argument for a bunch of different people. But with Fab, it kind of hurt because he was in a lane where he clearly could have stepped in and filled that gap that was ready to be mm-hmm. filled. But yeah. But that's also why it was so easy for 50 to kind of just go on his run and all these other people to have that kind of shine that Fab could have just as easily had. But right, because Fab had the and machine about Fab had the machine behind him his entire career, so he yeah, should have so. been big. I mean, not to say Fab wasn't big, because like you said, Fab had hits. But from a rap mainstream level, Fab should have been a lot bigger. Right, him. I completely agree. It, it kind of in slightly off, but it reminds me of like the ASAP Rocky thing, where when ASAP Rocky first came out, it was like Drake, Cole. Wale, ASAP, like all these guys are all in the same box and they all seem, well, except for maybe Wale, but they all kind of had a push and you expected Cole and Drake went up, Kendrick came in and you expected ASAP to go with the rest of the group and then he just didn't. So He my made theory good on, albums, but he didn't go. So my theory on that, I feel like ASAP saw the writing on the wall with everybody else and decided to get out of the music. Not like he still puts out music every now and then, but he kind of saw the way everybody else was rejecting and wasn't sure he was going to be able to reach those heights, given the way the industry works and decided, hey, let me go do this. Because he was kind of he broke the fashion scene for rappers in this era, I would say. Yeah, he was at the front of that. I don't think he got out of music. I think he did have other interests. Like, obviously, he was doing other things, which all of them are doing now and is what you should do. Separate topic, but that is what you should do as a rapper. You got to come in, take what you got, and then make something out of it, a la the Jay-Z. But, yeah. yeah. Also, I haven't heard anything from ASAP since that whole Sweden thing went down last summer. That's good. Mm. Be quiet. Actually, Did I heard... He, no, he did say that he invented Uptowns. That was the only thing I heard. Uh, uh, yeah. But if you meant yeah, music, whatever. no, I haven't heard anything from him. No, musically. <laughs> 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay. okay. So that's my right, feeling. Well, I'm done. So, no, you, I don't disagree with your feelings. So, so I kind of, I'm very interested to see what happens in there versus on Monday, just because I feel like they do, uh, they do 20 hits. So it's like, you could go in there and play 20 mixtape joints. I don't know how the room's going to feel about that necessarily, but they both have 20 mixtape jumps, and I would love that kind of battle. I don't necessarily know if I love Jadakiss in a Fab versus commercial battle. Like, because, like you said, Fab's got a, got a lot, lot of joints. Yeah, a lot in tough. Like, even stuff that you don't remember, he's got. Yeah. Jada has a few that I didn't remember, but Fab has a lot of joints, especially yeah. just with whatever singer was <laughs> popping at the time. Mm-hmm. He's had the verse on a song with them. They so. kept him in the studio. It's like, just drop a verse. Look, man. You gotta have studio B, drop a verse. <laughs> right. Come over to C, you drop another right. one. You go over to Absolutely. D, and then you're done for the day. Yeah. <laughs> Trey Songs is upstairs. We need you there. Then we're going to go over here. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of weird. Now that you say that, did Fab ever do a song with Mariah? Because I think that's the one that stands out that he may not have. Did he not? I feel like he had to. Jada did. Jada did a few, if you include the bad boy stuff. But yeah, I don't think he... I mean, I guess we could look it up and see. I don't. I can't recall it. While we we're looking it up, uh, Marcus, go ahead. Um, and get into Jay-Z. A couple. Yeah. All right. So, Jay Z was an interesting uh, test case in this one. Uh, you're. I'm getting because when I think of like lyricist Jay Z, I think like Reasonable Doubt, and starting in 2000, we're way past that. We're in like. Solidly successful Jay-Z. And I'm not really having to prove anything. Jay-Z. And so I started going through verses. And there's a lot. But I knew I had to, one, make sure I got stuff that at least had enough merit, either as a song or he gave us enough bars to just warrant even being in this contest. Because otherwise he'll get blown out of the water. And I also knew that Charles was going to judge whatever verses I picked extremely hard. So hopefully Charles, I did. Okay. I think I did. Um, my first one is the one that I want to talk about most, which is his verse on Coldplay song lost. I had a tough time figuring out what the proper way to do this was because this verse was first dropped on the radio as a Grammy family freestyle. But listening to that freestyle and listening to this way overproduced song with Chris Martin and Coldplay, the one that he, you know, he picked a song that fit the verse and the flow and it all goes together. I thought it was better than the rawness of the freestyle on the radio. Yeah. So Jay-Z has this unique ability to kind of hop on the radio, spit a bar, and then clean it up and sell it to someone for way too much money. But his whole verse starts in with the same uh, with the same sword they knight you, they gone good knight you with. Shit, that's only half if they like you. That even the half of what they might do. Don't believe me, ask Michael. See Martin, see Malcolm. See Biggie, see Pac, see success and its outcomes. See Jesus, see Judas. See Caesar, see Brutus. See successes like suicide. Which I, with this era of Jay-Z, I figured it was my best bet to go with the introspective, 
I'm going to let you know how the world works, Jay-Z, as opposed to his attempts at being street Jay-Z. Fair enough. Fair enough. That joint sounds better when you read it than I felt about it in the song. <laughs> like You the, have to be in the right the, mood for the song. When I hit play on that song, I was like, what in the <laughs> hell is this? Because <laughs> I didn't listen to this. Like I did not listen to this back in the day. I remember this whole crossover thing. I mostly ignored it except for the Linkin Park joints. But... Yeah, when I clicked it, I was like, "This beat, I don't, I don't want to. It's too loud over the vocals. I don't like any of it." <laughs> I was like, "Who mixed this?" Uh, but yeah, when you like, when you read it out, or when I read it on the in the lyrics, it, it it's it's nasty, man. It's a good little verse, good little it, section. So, I actually think the well, I'm biased about this song one. Because I think the section that you described is like a cool section. I love the second half of that verse so much more. Because like it's one of like, because again, I love introspective Jay is hard. Because usually when Jay gets introspective, his bar game kind of takes a tick down sometimes. But this is just like, like I'll, I'll read it just so you get the full effect. If you succeed, prepare to be crucified. Media medals, niggas sue you, you settle. Every step you take, they remind you you're ghetto. So it's tough being Bobby Brown to be Bobby. Then you have to be Bobby now. And the question is, is to have had and lost better than not having it all. Like he hits that shit all the way out the part, not being too over the top dramatic, but it's very much like that's some real life, like successful shit <laughs> that like, you know what? Old- yeah. You're right. I agree with you. But who are you working for? <laughs> Jay's not your guy. What are you doing? <laughs> I know. I, I was just I was trying to give props because like it's no, a super dope verse though. It is nasty. Like, it is nasty. Hundred percent. Like you were you were right. Reading through the lyrics, I'm like it has it has the whole the whole thing. It's got bars. It's got substance. It's got it all. But damn, Charles. <laughs> I'm gonna get turn on you real understand? quick. I'm gonna do one part of a verse. You do the other part of the verse, so I can get the whole verse in. <laughs> Fair enough. So, but yeah, no, I was wanting to say that the second half of that verse hits significantly hard to me. The first half because I felt, I felt like the first part was. I mean, granted, he used very famous people, but it's very plug and play. Where the second half was where I thought he kind of really got into it. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it's all the verses that I took really are kind of need to be taken in whole mm-hmm. but like especially in the current climate as we jay-z literally sits on a track and is like look it doesn't matter how rich you are you're still black to them don't care and if y'all are wondering why bobby's fucked up it's because he had to deal with them his entire life you're like yeah of course so it to me it was just one of those good like Jay-Z giving a uh, good old uncle at the cookout verse. Yeah, I it, it's good. It's really, really is. And that's uh, Jay was that's a skill that he has for sure, where he was able to transition over. I think he had a he went from street Jay to I got money. I got it all. Yachts and shit, Jay. And then he switched over to let me talk to y'all youngins, Jay. He had a hiccup in the middle to me where he was like, let me talk to y'all youngers. And he came across like, you know. Condescending? Uh, yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> <I was gonna laughs> say, like Bill Cosby before he we figured out he was Bill Cosby. And he was just yelling at people for not pulling their pants up and cursing. And it was like, Bill, if you don't show, shh, be quiet. Right. It, but when he was doing the, y'all got to, 
white Louis boat shoes. I was like, boy, don't you ever tell me again to wear white Louis boat shoes. I am 19. Right. <laughs> there, <laughs> like, there's not- just an era where Jay, to be like, I feel Jay really lost that connection with people mm-hmm. where he was like, yeah, you all got to be out here with linen shorts. And we're like, Ain't nobody selling linen shorts around us. So yeah, I went to PG Plot, so I can't find no linen shorts. So here's my like thought with that. I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I always put it in perspective to like remember how like we got Biggie's like life story and Ready to Die, and then with Sky's not Sky's Lima, I'm sorry, and then with Life After Death, he kind of progressed a little bit because like hey, he wasn't doing the same Ready to Die stuff anymore. I kind of feel like seeing Jay go through his progression is kind of like what would have happened if Big hadn't died. Not to say Biggie would have gone full line and shorts, but Biggie was already wearing Kooji by the second album. <laughs> so it's pretty highly likely. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I feel like I don't really, I mean, obviously from a music perspective, you don't have to tell me that in the song, but I understand like he was just rapping about what he was going through at the time and doing at the time. I, I it took it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was going to say, I appreciate that, like, you know, rapping about what is accurate, because I think that's what happened to rappers when they can't progress. Uh, I can think of a few examples. But, yeah, you have to rap about what you're doing now. I don't want you hear hear you talking about drugs when you're also like you made big pimping fam. Like you're not out here on the corners or whatever. But I think there's a way to do it that. And I think I think he figured it out. Like he's not he's talking about the same stuff on four, four, four. But it comes across differently. I want uh, he's giving it to me in a way that I can accept it. I don't feel like he's telling me I'm coming up short or whatever. But it also could be I age and I got older. But I think it's the way he went about it was like, I want you to do better. So here, listen to this versus y'all niggas are struggling. Y'all need to be like me, like that kind of thing. Right. There's a long conversation to have about Jay-Z and his evolution and his methods of giving advice and how his advice has changed. Right, but I feel like if we go into all of that, we're just never two going hours. to end this podcast. It, mm-hmm. Easy, mm-hmm. easily two hours. So, so instead, give us, give us your yeah, second song instead of that. Second <laughs> song is um, damn. We're only on your second song. Good lord, yeah. yeah. It's get throwed, where he comes in on a group track and just kind of nails it with UGK. Jeezy's on it. I don't think I actually pulled a... I did pull a thing. But he starts with... Started with the block, hit it brick by brick, then charted with the rock nigga hit by hit. I'm retarded with the Glock nigga clip by clip. The competition is none. They cease to exist. Was the bar that I pulled out for this. But once again, you get solid storytelling, Jay, on an album with greats, and he is great. And I think that just shows a level of talent. That is unique. Who you want to go first, Charles? No, it's all you, buddy. It's all you. I, it's a good verse. It is a good verse. When I saw it, I was like, "Yes, that's a good verse." But then I listened to the whole song. When you compare his verse versus everyone else on the song, is it, does he have the best verse? Probably does he not. Have the second best verse. Let's let's stop. Let's stop beating the bush. Does, is his verse better than Jeezy's verse? Yes or no? Yes. Charles, what do you think? I'm not sure that it is. And I think I'm not sure that it is, not because it's not a good verse, but just because the grand scheme of the song, like Pimp C, obviously, and this is taking away from the conversation we're having, just a cyber conversation. Pimp C's verse kind of gave you the energy to start the song off. I think Bun B's verse is the best verse in the song. 100%. And then you kind of just have Jeezy and Jay-Z 
where like Jeezy kind of keeps the same energy. It's short, but in his style, it works. So like when Jay comes through, I kind of expect him to obliterate what's left of the track. And I don't necessarily think he does that with his verse. And I'm kind of biased because I think this is one of Jay-Z's weaker verses, which says a lot about how I feel about Jay-Z necessarily. But but yeah, that's that's what I, I got. So Yeah. I I kind of feel similar. Uh I like the verse, like for sure. Like he has some lines in it, but I don't one, he's going last. And I think Pimp's verse is great. Like you said, he gives the energy. Pimp's verse fits this song really, really well. I think Bun did everything. Jeezy's verse is fine. I would say Jay's verse is at least as good or as, if not better. I'd probably say it's better than Jeezy's verse if I'm just off feeling. But it's definitely not better than Bun B's verse. And I don't think it's better than Pimp's verse for what the song is. Like, he has those lines, but then he has, like... Y'all, y'all, what is what is the last? Y'all got it backwards. Y'all should want raw. Oh, Nick, y'all niggas want war. Y'all got it backwards. Y'all should want raw. And I'm like, right, eh, yeah. We've done that how many times? And then he falls. Yeah. You should want more. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of weak. And then he has the throw like a football. Hove used to cook raw. I do like got the game so like Granny's good shawl. That's good. But it's like I don't know. There's there's too much light in there to me. That's just how I. Feel. It's a good verse though, for sure. Fair and the flow is great. That I really appreciate on appreciate it on this one, how he put it together. So this is the issue that I had as I was going forward with Jay-Z, is that his delivery is so strong on absolutely everything that like I'd be listening to stuff and I'm like, okay, okay. And then I'm like, wait, this is a bad verse. He's just delivering <laughs> it really well. Like, <laughs> yeah. This doesn't this doesn't work. And that's how he got away with all of Kingdom Come. Like he was just <laughs> Charles. Would you like to defend Kingdom Come here? That face, yo. <laughs> I don't necessarily want to defend Kingdom Come because at this point, the people that enjoy the parts of Kingdom Come that I enjoy won't ever convince the other people that do not enjoy any of Kingdom Come to enjoy it. All I will say is that Kingdom Come gets a bad rep. Okay, and I'll leave it at that. Um, I will say the verse I thought of when you played when when I read this verse and I think of the flow of the song. And this is just, again, a sidebar. Have y'all heard the song um, off of Mitch Bleak's album? Made? Yes. The song with him and Siegel and Jay. <laughs> I was called, about to say early 2000s. That's every song that came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I forget what it's called, Murder, Murder, or Marcyville. That's the flow murder, I feel murder, like. Marcyville. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's the flow that would fit this song better than this verse necessarily not necessarily def- yeah that's that's just my thought but yeah that's all i got but yeah i will again. also say that about three quarters of the way here i was like if i find any more jay-z guest verses on <laughs> albums <laughs> I, I can't do this anymore <laughs> no, he was on he was on a run everywhere not to mention like with with his people he was like yeah you want a verse have one absolutely except, everybody except cam. every except cam yeah so cam Cam got welcome to New York City. Yeah, yeah. We should move on. So I don't. All right. So So my that I love. (laughs) Um, my third verse. uh, Shout out to Joe Budden. Um, is Jay Z on the pump it up freestyle? Now I know that I'm going to lose Tim here. Not necessarily. (laughs) (laughs) Situations regarding how Jay-Z possibly just jacked this for no reason and did this track just to uh, frustrate Joe Budden. Complete spite, but go ahead. 
It's, yeah, it's complete and total spite. But he raps on this. Facts. Like, he just goes in. Yeah. Uh, the bars that I had pulled, I pulled all of the basketball references. That's the best part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That's absolutely. laughs> Without question. I was like, uh, damn, that's cold. Damn, that's even worse. Damn. Yeah. It just kept doing? going. <laughs> you got a Michael Jordan, a Kobe, a Tracy McGrady, Harold Minor, J.R. Ryder, Purvis Ellison, Sean Bradley section. And he just goes. And it's just Jay-Z having fun and just going in. I have a question. So when he says I ain't talking to nobody in particular, could this have been about anybody else besides Joe Budden as no. well as Joe Budden? No, okay. Jay Z. Okay. As, well as, <laughs> okay. as I was going through Jay Z's verses, he has a habit of being like, "Man, I hate people whose names start with T." But no offense, Tim. <laughs> and then, right. like goes in, and he's like, "Man, people that are wearing black shirts and living in Japan right now are trash." But anybody, it's anybody though. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah, it's King Sablon. For sure. Yeah, I had another thing I had a question about. Okay. Um, so the other bar I pulled out, my flow is really like a homicide when I'm kicking up dust. Was that an angel dust reference? Because I took that as an angel oh, dust reference. Could have I'd never read it that way. <laughs> it could have been. It could have been. Okay, I took it as that. So I was like, that's just kind of messed up. After the yeah. Song. Like literally directly after the Sean Bradley thing. I was like, shit. Yeah, and so that's yeah. when I was like, okay, this could only be about Joe, because clearly the one rapper that had that big thing going on at the time was Yeah, it was rapping about Angel Dust consistently. It was yeah. not a thing. It was just them. It was just him and three six that was rapping about doing drugs <laughs> other than weed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this verse is nasty. I have nothing negative to say. <laughs> this, when we, when you pick Jay Z, in my head, I just heard you ain't in a sanitation, a sanitarium, and I was like, what verse is that even from? <laughs> like, I didn't know where it was from. But that uh, I love the verse. Jay Z incepting you. He did, despite what he was doing here. I love this verse. I think it's great. It's it's everything. So I think of this verse a lot when I talk to people about Ether, and I'm going to stand a little bit here because clearly I'm a Jay-Z stand. So this is the thing I appreciate about Jay-Z. Jay-Z didn't have to get overly homophobic and verbal when making this diss about. Like, it felt like a smarter diss than Ether was. I know that the point of Ether wasn't to like be smart and calculated. It was just to basically make Jay-Z's feelings hurt. Which hell, you pick that song about me, that's what happens. But just looking <laughs> looking historically speaking, like when I look back at them, it's like I appreciate this kind of Jay-Z or this kind of diss versus the other one. And I say that like using Ether as an example, but just using like if you have to go cross those lines in your diss, like was it really about showing you were a better MC or was it trying to get a rise out of the other person? Necessarily. Which has always I been mean, like later been my Ether versus takeover debate. Gotcha. I mean, I think the when you consider the time frame, there's go ahead. Oh, and that's not me saying that Ether wasn't. Um, that's not me saying Ether didn't win Nas the battle. That's not me saying, but it's saying like over time. Ooh, that's how it's I recorded, fam. We got it on record. It's on wax. I, I've always uh, said that. I've always said that Jay, Nas won the, Jay won the war. So, shout out to my new ringtone. It's gonna play every time you call. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right. I think I think uh, and this is a diss conversation, but there's different kinds of disses, right? Some of them are I can rap better than you. Some of them are I'm going to say mean things in a way that makes people like it. Uh, and I think there's merit to both of them. 
the homophobia in rap from 2000 to 2010, <laughs> rampant. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> rampant. <laughs> there are verses that I listened to and I was like, oh, can't use that shit because I can't talk about the song that's on or what he actually said. So I'm just well, going to. Well, think about even like in the last episode where we talked about J- Joe's diss to Saigon. Like, there's some in there. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's, yeah. there's a whole segment about yeah. him being the prison again. Like, I mean, yeah. Saigon's diss to Joe called his son gay, like, directly. Yeah. Like, that was part of the diss. <laughs> it, it was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But times have changed, thankfully. Yeah. I'm glad we're so, out of that face a little bit. Progress. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. I, I mean, I have nothing else to say about the Jay Z verse. I, it was. That's my favorite okay. one of the songs you put out. You did a solid yeah, job. I've got some better ones. Hey, I got a solid job from Chuck. That's all I want. Best you can hope for I was it, like, you know I mean? yeah, if Chuck I did all right, then I appreciated the left fieldness that you went with it, honestly. So I, super left. So but I know you have a lot as of As soon as I ran back to that Coldplay song, I was like, oh, this is on here. This yeah. is <laughs> on here. It's a good enough verse, and it was completely just out of nowhere, where at least I could surprise y'all and give you something you didn't expect. So, fair enough. All right, so is it Jada time? Oh, it's Jada time. Who y'all need? Jada Kiss. All <laughs> right, so I'm going to start with, I, so I'm going to do this one a little bit differently. I'm going to go through all of my lines, probably toward the beginning, and then we'll get into a conversation. So I'm going to start with Jada's Got a Gun. Yeah, I'm going to start with Jada's Got a Gun. This was very difficult, by the way, because Jada has a bunch of verses I was sitting here going back and forth between a couple of different songs, switching them in and out. Uh, I'm doing what I always do. I'm trying to give you a little bit of a flavor of different uh, abilities that he has. So I got the diss song in there because I had a couple to choose from. <laughs> Yo, Jada's disses were kind of nasty. Uh, I had a co- I had this song. I had a just straight flow song and some bars, uh, just straight bars. So one thing that annoyed me doing Jada is the amount of times a nasty verse is him and Styles P going back and forth, and I can't use it all the time. I was like, oh, I'm going to use shootouts, because that, yep, nope, that's that's Jay and Styles. Oh, I'm going to use, we gonna, mm, one of those verses is just Jay and Styles. So that was pretty annoying. Um, but I'm going to go with Jada's Got a Gun for my first example of bars. I'm going to make sure I open up the right window here. All right, so for that one, I picked... Because he is flagrant on this. Uh, in the second verse, he has got a nighttime scope that can see through the walls. So just to get shit cracking, I'm going to tear up your dog. I'm going to show you what's dumbing out. And you can believe whatever I shoot is coming off or coming out. And don't even try running out because the 44 mag will leave your ass by another house. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And this whole verse, this whole verse is nasty. That's what I picked out of that section. But the whole thing is nasty. Uh, the other part that I pulled out, um, man's can rap about guns, by the way. He's really, really good at it. Uh, I feel see. like that's a, like, that's a rough rider, like bylaw is that you have to rap about guns well <laughs> to be on board. <laughs> right. Uh, and then in the third verse, the way he starts it out. Guns and the sneakers made jaded. The bitches and the reefer came later with the money and the haters. But I'm a humble kid. Still put the pump in your baby mother mouth. Make a mumble where you live. 25 years, no felony. I'm telling all white, telling y'all why you think I saved it to blow a nigga melon off. Now, Jay, Jada did this a few times where he did the, <laughs> uh, I saved my felonies so I could do another felony. But he, he did a really good job of it every time. And that's just disrespectful. 
Jada's I have a felony in my back pocket has to go up as one of the greatest like credible hip hop threats that keeps recurring. <laughs> right. <laughs> like everybody is like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll shoot you. But Jada's like, no, 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 look, I have planned this out. I can kill you and still come back. <laughs> yeah. I got a deal for a misdemeanor for one reason and one reason only. <laughs> so I could get a felony later. And it was like, it's like uh, the coach is like, wait, who has fouls left? Jada. Jada has no fouls. Get in there. <laughs> Styles got three. She got four. Nah, Jada, go do it. So Jada's like, I'm going to hack you all the way up the court. Right. This song, Jada's Got a Gun, is one of my, one of my favorite Jada songs. His flow on everything that he does is insane. But on this one, the way he put it together with the the lyrics and matching the song and like the whole thing, I think is really, really top tier stuff. This album is much better than I thought it was at the time, by the way. When I started playing, I played Jada's Got a Gun in Spotify and I just kind of, when I was writing stuff down, I was just letting it play. I didn't realize how many of the songs on this album I used to just bump all the time, but not because I was listening to the whole album. I just had different songs. So as it played, I was like, damn, I like that one too. And that one and that one it was really, really, really good. It's an interesting thing from like the mixed CD like era mm-hmm. or when we first got playlists and you like cut an album up and you put everything together. There's songs from that era where like a Jay-Z song, I'll get to the end of it and I'll start singing something from like outcast i'm like why is that in my head now but it's the cd order of whatever i burned that i had in the car at the time 100 percent, you're 100 percent correct that and then random songs like because i was doing this and i was like jade had a song something about a head not knock your head off and i had to like go and google and type in lyrics to find it. and it was like a random jada verse on a Lil john song but it was one of those that was like i made the mixtape cds for the car like i was the cd guy and I put it on everyone because everybody was like, nah, we keep it. Number nine stays at number nine. We're not moving it. <laughs> solid. Yeah. So I love that song. So I'm going to go ahead and move on to my next one because I got a conversation to have at the back of this. The next one is a diss. I don't know if you heard about it, but Jada Kiss had a beef with Beanie Siegel. It's one of the better beefs lyrically that I think we've had as far as the both sides, everybody coming with bars. Also, having the fear of, Lord Jesus, please don't let this go south. We've already had Pac and Big. We don't need you two street dudes to do this again. Like, I actually, this was a possibility. There was not, this could go real, real bad, real, real fast. So on this one, I put out a few parts. First first line of the song, when I met you, you was on my dick. Jigga gave you his old Bentleys. Now you want some shit. I don't know where they found you, son. But since your pops ain't around, I'm going to punish you and ground you, son. Now, lyrically, not super complex, but then you remember <laughs> this was right around the time that Beans made the song about how much he missed his father and damn near cried on the Dynasty album, which I love that song, too, because Beans was one of my favorite rappers at the time. And that's that's just a really good high to open like that. Is something. Yeah. A strong very opener. Ab- absolutely. Very, very strong. I think I might give you three from this one. I was trying to do two, but I don't know if I can do that. I, I don't know if I can. Give it to us. Uh, the second one is I got niggas in Philly that been when you live. Fuck Scarface. My bullets hit women and kids. Worst mistake was trying for me. And you can bring the baby gorilla with you. He died for free. Do I need to say anything else? Just rude. <laughs> <laughs> Freeway was in the kitchen, like making ramen noodles. And was like, what the? What what I do? <laughs> like, why are you talking about me? I wasn't even there. I wasn't even a part of it. All the way, rude. <laughs> Which also brings, it's like, 
this song was a, it's not just you, Beans. It's you, it's free, it's Jay, it's whoever wanted, anybody could get it. And when you listen to all of the, because, I mean, the locks just dissed them together. Everybody's doing it. It's like, I don't care. Anybody in your team is a part of your team. Everybody can get it. Not everybody did that back in the day, because I remember verses that were very specific to be like, I'm only talking to you. I don't want not you, <laughs> just you. I don't want no smoke over there. Just that one. <laughs> right. So the fact that the locks was not worried about that shows how they felt about their skills and the skills that they had. I'm going to give you one more, and then I'm done with this one. Uh, it's J to the is a D to the is a y'all niggas is pussy. Y'all don't want no gun plus a Seagull's not real to me. Therefore, he doesn't exist. Vamoose, son of a kiss. And you have to add the ad lib at the end where Jay just shout, Jay just shouts, Excellence. Because <laughs> they also did this on that verse. They talk shit at the front end. It's just them in the booth. Like, just the album is garbage. It's a weed plate, like just talking shit on the front and the back. But that ending, like I said, like, I'm going to bring your man, your boss, I'm going to bring his joint in and I'm going to flip it and I'm going to dish you with it. So, how do you want to play this? What are y'all thoughts on the song? Give it to me. Go ahead, yeah, I know. I know. Go ahead. I think the flip is devastating. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's yeah. like on some, like you can go at me, right? You can go at my bars, but like that's how Beans is getting paid. <laughs> 100%, all the way. He, he, like he just went straight for your paychecks and you're like, oh, that, that doesn't feel good. Right. And it was, it was well done. Like that it was, was the other. It has that uh, please say after TIP of my dick feel. Like just in the joint on. Just very dismissive. Right. Right at you. There's no question what I'm saying. There's nothing soft here at you. And I'm not scared. Do what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I love that disc, by the way. That's been stuck in my head. There's uh, there's the most deaf cool G rap part with the raucous thing. I didn't even talk about Max Jam Easy. Like there's a lot yeah. that's in that joint. So do you think. That Kiss won this battle with Beanie? I th- I think you could make an argument either way. Personally, I think Kiss won, but I don't think Beans lost, if that makes okay. sense. Okay, no, that, that makes perfect sense. That's you know what, what I, mean? I was going to ask. Because I feel like, historically speaking, most people call it a draw. For me, I've always been drawn to, when it's hard because I'm biased being a Rockefeller guy, but like I thought Jada Kiss like, really kind of, even though he didn't hold his own, because he obviously they were all dissing at him, and when I heard this, I was like, shit, he's got a heater. And then Beanie came back and did what Beanie did. And I was just like, well, shit. That shit was <laughs> that shit and was then like, the, fact that, the fact that he took the beat off his first single, it was like, yeah, let me just go ahead and do this to you this way. And then, right. But yeah, and then, but no, but like, this is like you said before, this is definitely one of the premier battles in this era. Um, though, this track is just like, when you think of diss tracks, he kind of hit him every single way he could hit him without pulling out a gun and shooting him. And it was effective. So, yeah, it's really, really strong. So, yeah. yeah. And I, I like the yeah. flip. The flip at the end, I thought was really witty until I heard Beanie on his own beat. It was like, okay, you gonna flip my shit and try to take money out of my pocket? Then I was like, okay. <laughs> um, um, you didn't mention this before, but I wanted to go back to Jada's Gun Gun real quick before you go to your last one. Yeah. Him starting his album from his debut with that track is monstrous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it really set the tone for the entire what like this is what I'm going to be about. So, right. But I, Jada, wanna, I know Jada. Yeah. yeah. I know you want to go ahead and do your last one, then you can have a conversation. So go ahead. 
Yeah. All right. So the last one is kind of weird. So I had the thing that uh, Marcus was talking about. So I was just looking up freestyles because I know Jada gets busy on freestyles and I found this freestyle video. And then when I tried to look up the verse, he took the verse he spit on the freestyle and he put it in two different songs, but he broke it like in the middle. So there's a front part on the freestyle that I didn't find anywhere. And then he has the second section that he split. So I was trying to figure out, I was like, do I take the song? But I like the whole thing. So I just used the freestyle that he spit in the in a YouTube video and put that up so I could get them both. But to pull the lyrics, I had to pull two different songs. So I'm going to start with, it's, it's just going to be pieces, just chunks from the song. It's not in order because I don't remember where it fell. Um this whole freestyle to me is the epitome of like just straight bars. The flow never falters except for, you know, when he falters at the beginning, but after he resets, he never, there's no gaps. There's no holes. There's no filler. There's no weird pauses. None of that. It's just straight through. Uh, the part I picked was fed send niggas way out to Lake Michigan, put the Coke in the tires only if they Michelin never talk on the phone, only deal with a fisherman. You don't even know homie to put you in the shit you in. The reason I picked it is because it's real. Like it's, it's like bro, you you talking to people that had nothing to do with anything that you don't even know, and now you in trouble, and now you know now you out in Lake Michigan. But uh, that and the flow that he put together on that one, and then the rest of it, I, there's a there's a little bit more uh, that I could have put in, but I want to keep this concise, so I'm gonna switch to my other part. Um, the other part was right here. My dope is so strong, it's giving fiends the hiccups. Coke so high, I got niggas doing stick-ups. Found out another nigga dead, like the piff up. Make sure one is in the head, load the fifth up. Play my hand right, babe. I held aces. Nothing on the scene but blood and shell cases. So, yeah, I just, he's, I mean, I don't, y'all listen to the verse, I assume. Yeah. So, when you sent it, I started watching the video, and he stumbles at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. why would Tim pick this? And, and then, then he just goes <laughs> yeah. in. Like, oh, hey, we're here now. Yeah. Yeah. I was, that was a fun ride. Yeah. Front to back. And he has a lot of bars in there. Like, I'm just trying to be concise, like I said. Um, but he has a lot of joints that that he puts on this. Yeah, I just can't. I really appreciate this kind of verse where it's just spit like there's nothing there's no fanciness to it i don't even know what the beat behind it was it was just a plain beat which is why i picked this one because the beats he put behind the songs i don't love with how they fit with the verse but this one fit perfectly yeah why y'all so quiet you ain't got nothing to say Charles built like that. I mean, really, he bodied the verse. There's not a lot of like. Yeah, there's not a lot of conversation. I just wanted to hear you say he bodied the verse. Yeah, he bodied the verse. He completely crushed it and left no doubt about who did it. Like, just left it on the ground. Right. I did that. Jada has a lot of joints. He he really does. He has a lot of joints where I think, like you were saying with Jay Z, he can say whatever. And it works because his flow is so tight. And then he mentions in a couple of verses that his flow is so tight. <laughs> that, that's what <laughs> they know him for. Like, I think, J- like you said, with Jada starting out with Jada's got a gun, like I am this, this is who I am. I'm, we are the streets, locks, living off all of that. I'm going to be that my whole career. And he still is even up to this day. And he could still rap, which is something that's impressive to start in the nineties and actually still have bars. Yeah. Cause that one, Jay-Z. That, <laughs> the one that I, the last verse I just said is from 2009 I think like it's late 
So yeah. it's not like, yeah. you know, so I, I was impressed by that. And I didn't get to use a lot of Jada stuff because he did so much in the 90s. When I started this, I was like, posse cuts out the wazoo. I'm going to get all them joints. Yep. World War they Three. Are, they are all in the 90s. <laughs> like, the, yep. Everything before that is like in the 90s. I was like, God, Look, like man. I can't. And he was spitting, spitting too. Does anybody else have any commentary to put forth? Anything to say? Because I, I guess we're getting into vote zone. Yeah, no. I'm trying to find some flaws with your Jada logic, and it doesn't seem to exist at this point. Yeah, uh, that, not with that last verse, bro. He, he kinda... <laughs> I put it last on purpose. <laughs> yeah. There's a method to the madness. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, is everyone ready to vote? Do they have their picks? Why did you pick the free? Like you said, you picked the freestyle just because you went two parts of the song. Mm-hmm. Is that the, when he put it on verses? Did you think it sounded as good? Or was I it mean, because it was separate on verses for songs. Part of it was it was separate on verses, and I the parts that I liked were in two separate songs. So I was like, I can't give you one, and then you know I have less to work with from the verse standpoint. But I did, I do think it sounded, it sounds a little better. Like the, like I was saying, the beat that he used that was on the freestyle, it wasn't, the beat wasn't the point. Like on some of the songs that he put on, I don't think the beat complemented the verse as well. The verse still sounds good, like he still has, you know, it's still the verse. Uh, but I just thought it came across better in the freestyle when he's just spitting it straight through. Like, it's just going. So it's kind of like the Joe Button thing where he had that verse. He put it on a song. I didn't like it as much as when he just spit it on the radio where the focus was. This is the verse. Listen to these words. Right. So. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And I think Jade is top tier when it like I, like I was saying, rapping on a commercial joint and still putting mad lyrics in it. I think Jada does a really good job of that throughout his career, early up till now. Like, even his new joints, he got a joint with uh, Pusha that he's still rapping. I don't know if it's a commercial joint, because, I mean, it's him yeah. and Pusha rapping about I think it was supposed killing to be rappers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. It has a commercialish beat, I guess. So, if, that's, if, that, if no one else has anything, I'm going to recap real quick, and then, that cool? Yeah. I'm going to kick it to y'all because I don't remember the name of all y'all songs. So first up, the first person to present, we had Charles Father with Fabulous, who presented which songs? I presented um, I'm Raw, Throwback, and The Hitman. Uh-huh. And then we moved up to Jay-Z, where Marcus presented Lost with Coldplay, Get Throwed with UGK, and Jay-Z's Freestyle on the Pump It Up beat so nasty uh and then last we had jada kiss i presented jada's got a gun uh beanie sequel disc record which you could call i, I believe it was like son, son of a kiss. kiss yeah there you go and then the last one it just says he goes in on the youtube video so i just call it he goes in <laughs> it's actually called the he goes in free so there you go yeah i mean facts is facts you know what i mean uh so with that i think we can go ahead and vote how we want to do this let's see I mean, I'll give my vote first, and then if y'all if y'all don't mind, go ahead. <laughs> I think we know it's gonna be Jada Kiss and Jay Z. That's my vote. Really? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is my vote as well. What? Get the yeah. out of here. Okay. Well, I'll need to vote then. So, what was your vote though? Dang. I actually think I was gonna go Jada Kiss and Fab. Surprisingly. Ooh, saucy. Yeah. Tell me about it. 
Um, so mostly because we're doing this based on verse selection and where last week I didn't feel strongly about the verses I picked. I felt pretty good about the verses I picked this week. So I wasn't going to vote against myself this week, mm-hmm. which would have meant I would have either had to pick Jay-Z or Jadikis. And I think I liked the only verse that was, even though I enjoy the end of the lost verse, I didn't think that it was stronger than the Jada verses that you presented. Gotcha. So I do think the I that's think fair. yeah that's pretty much what, what yeah I mean I think that's sensible I think the show me what you got verse is one of the best verses that were put in here so that kind of gave me the Jay Z lean but Fab's verses were I will admit Fab's verses were better even better than I thought they were going to be I just I just like Jada's better no that's fair when, that's fair as a package yeah that's fair all right so that means I really got to bring it next week for Chuck. Yeah, that's, that's that's what that means. I mean, maybe well, not next week, but is it? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I guess how we're doing this is it's two, two, two. Yeah, and I am so glad this worked out because I held some joints and I was like, please let me make it to the next week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already set. I already got my three picked. Tell me what so, they are. I'll tell you what mine are. Hell no. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm voting so you can both tell me individually so I can get a head start. I mean, you'll get them. It, it's, it won't be that hard. It won't be that hard to figure out. Yeah, I, I have a vibe. For you, for Q, I don't know, but I feel like... I you, don't know either. Yeah, You're, you're going to have to shoot for the moon and keep it a buck with you. Me? <laughs> no, Tim. Oh, no. I, that's exactly what I'm saying. I don't... And I, I'll be real with you. In my head, when I looked at this, I was like, I can, I can possibly get out of round one. Round two is going to be rough, so I'm just going to fire all the barrels in round one and round two. Well, that, if I get past Jay-Z, I'm just going to die from exhaustion and lose the last round. But, yeah. but I think at this point, that's kind of how all these are shaping out to be, though, because like the second round matchups are all kind of juggernautish. Well, this is the not juggernautish matchup, but the other two are kind of juggernautish matchups, depending on how the verses are laid. Emmett, yeah. Wayne, Lupe, and Push. Yeah. 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 So like, you kind of got to shoot from the hip, and then whatever you have left, then... It is what it is. Yeah. Which yeah, <laughs> is going to make for a very interesting championship round. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Well, I, and I'm only doing that with Jada. Like, I'm not doing that with Emma Lupe. Like, I have. I mean, yeah. Well, I, like I sat with, with Lupe, Jay and I actually scripted out all three rounds. Right. That's actually smart. I feel like with Emma Lupe, though, you have a lot more material to work with than you do with Jada, too, though. Yeah, actually, surprisingly. I, and I thought Jada had more. He has, like, mixtapes and stuff. But, uh, you know, it well, wasn't. Me- mm-hmm. Let me rephrase that. More top tier material, obviously. Exactly. I'm sure Jada has material, but like stuff that you would use in this kind of scenario, I would say. Exactly. That was the difference. Cause it's like, like you said with the flow thing, he has some joints that sound great. And then you listen to the lyrics and it's like, it's fine, but I don't know if it's going to hold up that well. Yeah. All right. So this is finally the end of this section. The mm-hmm. second, end of, uh, yeah. Round one. End of round one. We're moving into the semifinals. Would anybody like to make a comment or do you want me to recap? Um, I'll recap. Um, so to recap, um, are we recapping all three rounds or I think we should do that for the preview episode as opposed to, we can recap this and then do the preview episode. So to recap this round, Fabulous was eliminated. We have Jay-Z and Jadakiss from the tiers of threes picked. It still sounds weird. Tiers of threes picked. (laughs) We have Jay-Z and Jadakiss that will be going battling to get to the finals. So, Yeah. Um, that kind of wraps for this episode of the Triangle Nonsense Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Um, stay gold. <laughs> Kill your masters. <laughs>